Welcome to RPG Cast episode 593 for the week of July 17, 2021. It's Anna Marie's birthday, so she ain't here. She's taking the morning <laughs> off. She said, screw you guys. I'm playing games all day. You do whatever you want. I don't care. So I'm Chris Fermentier. I'm here to bring you the RPG news. And joining me today is Kelly Ryan. Back in my day, we only had PS2 ports for our mice, and we enjoyed it. <laughs> we did. They were purple. Also here, um, Josh... Carpenter, whatever your name is. Yeah, whatever. Josh PS2 yeah. Mouse. That's all in my yeah. head now. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out USB-C ports this morning. We have very interesting pre-show discussions. You can <laughs> join them live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, but you're not listening live. No, you're listening on the podcast. Actually, some people are listening live. I shouldn't say that. But uh, if you're listening on not live, um, hi. Thanks for subscribing or downloading the show or however you get it. Please click subscribe in your podcatcher. That way you don't miss an episode. And with that, we should get into playing. Kelly, what you've been playing this week? I know you had interesting guess, things happening. Guess what, guys? I'm part of the club. I have a PS5 now. <gasps> you got a PS5? And I am $800 poorer. What the hell? <laughs> Why do you pay so much? Because... I found that the easiest way to get one is to buy the GameStop bundle. Oh, that, but yep. <laughs> but between having to pay the twenty dollars for the pro account so that you can actually get access to the link, and then the bundle itself was seven hundred. Er, no, wait, 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 wait! You need their pro account to even be eligible to buy. Yep, that, that's the vig, Chris. That's the vig. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess that's interesting. Maybe that helps with botters. It it kind of does. It really does because that's it the only puts... re- reason I would even consider tolerating that sort of behavior by a retailer right now. Because Vaughn was like, "Do you, do you? How bad do you want one?" I'm like, "Really bad." It'll be worth it just to beat the botters because, like, a day before I found that link, I was trying to get one from Best Buy, and I, I had it mine. in my. Yeah. Yeah, I had it in my cart, but it kept defaulting to in-store shipping, and none of the stores in my, within 250 miles had any stock. Yeah, that's how those oh, work. That's how the Best yeah. Buy ones work. It's all okay. in-store stocks. Well, at least all the, the ones I'm aware of and how I got mine. It's, yeah. you got to be there yeah. when they get released to the local stores, and hopefully you get in ahead of anyone else for your local store. And, and I lucked out because I live in a huge city, so there are just tons and tons of Best Buys near me. So I eventually, I you know, when I got one, it managed to finally go through after you know quite a while yeah we have two <laughs> we we only have one uh, or two here in madison so it, it can work out you just have to it'll take a while <laughs> so um, i'm looking at my invoice right now the bundle was 739 it came with the system ratchet and clank spider-man two controllers and a gamestop gift card the old spider congratulations you've got the two ps5 games <laughs> yep yep no but, but according no to... returnal okay returnal. well th- that's true the two of the three all right fair enough um but looking at the invoice it's like i saved a whole ten dollars and 99 cents on shipping <laughs> for getting free shipping and 55 dollars for sales tax because screw you kansas all right, did you buy uh, Final Fantasy VII Upgrade Edition or whatever? 
Yeah, I uh, downloaded that and then bought the DLC. So I'm going to be playing that. Do you like how you have uh, to go through the menu to find the PS5 version of games? Yeah, yeah, Isn't that was that very some BS, and you can download both at once and not realize it. Ah! Yep, I because I downloaded both at once, and it's like, oh, your hard drive's full. Like, wait, this is a brand new system. Oh, this is a tiny hard drive yes. because <laughs> I, I had my PS4 box up because I put the PS4 up, and it's, it's not like that tiny. The games are huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, the PS4 box says that it has a one terabyte hard drive. The PlayStation 5 box says that it has an 850 gig terabyte hard drive. I think they and say it's a one terabyte system. and you lost 150 to system stuff. Yeah. So um, I agree with Josh. The UI sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not great. No. It, uh, <laughs> why aren't folders, downgrade from PS4. <laughs> why aren't folders a standard thing? I don't understand that. We've been doing this thing for, what, 20 years or 15 years now, the whole HD system thing, and and you still can't put stuff in the folders? Kelly, I just want to be able to turn the thing off, and I've I've had the thing for nine months, and I still can't remember how to turn the thing off. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I played through all of AstroBot last night. And that's a fun little game. Oh, that Very is cute. such a charming, such a charming little game. I was looking in every single nook and cranny for the, all the Easter eggs and just jumping around on PlayStation memory cards. And you get an achievement for making the PS2 PlayStation logo swivel if you punch it in the little museum. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were all kinds of little things you could do with the different uh, PlayStation stuff you find and collect in the uh, museum. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I think the haptics might have hurt my wrist just a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty cause... aggressive in there. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning like, God, why are my hands so sore? Oh, because it was rumbling for like three hours straight last night. And, not, uh, not designed for old people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to have to adjust. going down the side of arthritis, yeah. I'm going to have to adjust some of the haptics on that. But did, did you finish Astropod? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil this for Chris, but yeah. th- that final boss is such a deep cut. I had to look it up. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a clue when I played it. I was like, uh, I'm not that huge into Sony, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was a Saturn fanboy back in the day. So, um, but just... Spoilers for Astrobot, the final boss is the T-Rex from the tech demo of the original PlayStation. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. And it's like the low poly T-Rex. Uh, but but because this PlayStation 5 it looked it looks kind of high poly, so I had to look up the tech demo and like, wow, that T-Rex looked really good in that tech tech demo. It's a shame no game ever actually looked that good on the PS1. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker, a tech demo not looking as good as the actual thing. Yeah. No, no, I know, but I had never seen that before. So it's like, wow, no wonder people kind of lost their crap over the PlayStation back in the day. Because for that kind of graphics, that looked amazing. But obviously nothing ever achieved that level. But then after you beat the low-poly T-Rex, it turns into a high-poly T-Rex. And then the, the boss fight gets crazy. But it's it's still... I had so much fun, and when you go to that final area, the the 
it has a place to, uh, an OG PlayStation there with the name Ken on the uh, memory card, which I guess is a reference to Ken Kudaragi is his name. Yep. Yeah. Which I I thought was a cute little thing, and oh, all of the Easter eggs. See, seeing a little robot with a cone on its head, dressed like Pyramid Head, dragging off another robot. I'm like that. That's kind of a dark Easter egg, but I dig it. <laughs> oh, and it, needless to say, that GPU song is so good. It's so good. Like that whole soundtrack in that game was bangers the whole time. So yeah, you and Anna need to play that tonight, Chris. That's so, your homework. That, that that studio that is now the only thing that survived Japan studio is really good. I mean, you yeah, know, all the, the original Astrobot was really good on PSVR. Yeah. Oh wow! I if they ever do another VR, I can probably get one now. <laughs> well, they keep saying they're going to. I I hope they do. I want to play Beat Saber so bad. Because <laughs> I've heard that Beat Saber is a good aerobic workout and you don't even notice it. So but, have they enabled uh, M.2 Drive expansion in the PS5 yet? Uh, I haven't heard about it. I'm trying to research it right they, now. They said they were and it looks like, no, they've enabled the USB drives. But not like the actually add more fast storage. I, I don't think PlayStation, has PlayStation 5 even enabled the variable refresh rate yet no. i don't, no, I don't know that they've done that, that. Well. yeah yep. they're waiting on a lot of stuff on the ps5 it <laughs> was supposed to be a zoom in there yet there. uh i don't think you can swap yet yeah, no. i don't uh, that's the problem i don't i don't do that enough on ps5 because it works so well on xbox i've kind of like <laughs> swapped over, over to xbox for most of the time kelly tracery in the chat says you can short press the playstation button for power options okay well, that that's the problem is uh, my muscle memory tells me to long press, and when you long press, it takes you back to the menu, and I don't know why they changed it. I guess maybe people preferred the other way. I don't know. I, I wish that they would let you pick how you like it, because I like it long press to suspend, short press to bring up the menu, but maybe I'm weird. I don't, I don't know. Um. So after I finished Astrobot, I had also booted up Ratchet and Clank, and that game looked so good that it gave me motion sickness. So I'm going to have to kind of adjust some of the graphics because, oh boy, the graphics in that game are too good. Just ev- everything pops. The, the, so one of the first things so you better do... better be. I mean, that's the yeah. whole point of the new gen consoles, right? Yeah. Well, like one of the first things you do in Ratchet and Clank, how the, the tutorial level is a parade where you're jumping in between space parade floats. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the, the level they uh, demoed in all the E3 stuff. Yeah. So so it's like there there's all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm glad that they put waypoints in this game because the game is so vibrant that it's almost kind of hard to see where you can jump. Mm. And uh, I was also kind of having an issue when you get into the city level where after the tutorial where there's so many kind of NPCs around that it's kind of hard to tell what's hostile or not. So, I I mean, high fidelity stuff, it looks amazing. And just the fact that when it's raining outside, Ratchet's fur kind of looks wet. And I'm loving the graphics in that so far. I just wish that my poor brain love the graphics more so that I don't want to puke after playing oh, it. Oh, the graphics on level 
that they're pretty tight. They're pretty tight. They're right. they're very tight. Very tight. All right. Um, I don't know if Anna's ever been interested in Ratchet and Clank because there's a lot of accessibility stuff in there that I was kind of playing around with. And there's um, sliders for colorblind mode and that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, Anna's never expressed an interest in the Ratchet and Clank collectathon and shooting. Not really her things usually, but maybe. Yeah. I just always think of her when I see accessibility stuff in games because I know that mind, that's important. She five hour ruled um, Bowser's Fury, so she's very, I guess, uh, she's particular about the platforming she likes. Yeah, but th- yeah, that's that. That was fun. And then before I bought my PS5, I'd just been playing, still playing near Replicant, um, going through the second the B scenario of it where you're kind of playing through Kaine's view and also apparently you you're the baddie according to that part of the game. <laughs> um you do it's it's a different if it's it's a different viewpoint, isn't it, from playing it the second time through. You 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 hear that you're gonna play the game over a second time and you're like, how the hell is that going to work? And they, they make it work, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how far that gets taken, especially with the end of that game and what happens there, mm-hmm. uh, being a little bit vague. But I've been kind of focused on collecting the weapons so that I can start um, Scenario C right away, because yep. I realized that I had missed a handful of them the first time through. Yep. But that's okay, um, you can catch up. Yeah, I thought you told me that there was an NPC that sold all the weapons you missed. That's my understanding. I didn't. There's an NPC that sells the weapons that you miss if if you missed them in the first whatever half of the game. I don't know okay. if there's one that sells the late, later game stuff. I think you. Said oh, okay. I got you. So it's the time skip, not necessarily. Yeah, everything. not okay. not everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there's still weapons that you have to do side quests or you know collect different things and build them to to get. Yeah. Okay. That that's good to know. I got completely confused because I'm like, "Where's this NPC? I thought that there was an NPC." Oh, okay. But um, I will. Are uh, you sure you're not the NPC? (laughs) (laughs) Very well could be. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I mean, you said that it kind of forces you to have the load times and some of that bit. I'm going to be curious how much faster it plays on PS5. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear that because I I know it still had the loading screens when I was playing it on Series X, like it, so you could read the little journal entries that Yona had and um, some of the other stuff. It would pop up in the load screens because there's little bits of like flavor text and some of it like serious like background story as well that come up in the load screen. So I assume they set it up intentionally so that it wouldn't you know just pop up and pop down. <laughs> Yeah, they wanted to give you a few seconds to be able to read that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much that you know how much the just going straight from PS4 to PS5 improves that. Yeah, um, I'll probably report on that next week because by the time I even I got through Astro, Astrobot and even got the Ratchet and Clank, I was kind of ready for bed for the night, so I didn't even get a chance to swap discs. And at some point, I'm gonna pop in Miles Morales and see if that grabs me because I've got to get that cat suit. <laughs> you gotta get spider cat obviously yes yes that, that's a must it's a good cat you know it takes a pet like nothing <laughs> spider cat. Spider. 
I, I'm not sure if Chris knows that reference. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I'll send it to you later. But th- that's yeah, all I've been playing. Speaking of references, apparently the new Space Jam movie references literally every other piece of media ever. Yeah, like everything WB's ever done. Yeah. Rick and Morty. You like know, Casablanca and... <laughs> Rick and Morty's in there. All right. That's all, that's all I got to say, I think. You know, why was all this pushback against nostalgia when Roger Rabbit came out? What do you mean? Because, well, people seem to complain about nostalgia pandering, but everybody no, was okay with it. I don't think anyone's happy about the new, the new Space Jam movie, though. I mean, I've heard people say that it is what it is, and it, it's fine. That's not and a good the other... thing, Kelly. That, they don't say that. That's not a kind thing if they say that. It is what it is. (laughs) I was there for an hour and a half, and I'm still here, so I guess I'm still alive. I mean, I I have HBO Max, so I'm probably just going to end up watching it on that. It's not like I'm going to go pay money to go see it. Like you do with Disney on HBO Max, or is no? Oh, well, for at least this year, HBO Max day and date. Good, but I think that's going to stop with uh, Dune. Oh, is Dune the last one, or is Dune the first one they're going to make you go and pay for? I think Dune oh, is the first then, one they're the going to make variant you. Will have closed down the country again. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm curious about uh, Space Jam, but at the same time, I liked Ready Player One, both the book and the movie. So I'm clearly not the, the target audience. The movie was better than it had any right to be. Yeah, yeah, and the book is really fun too, but. Do not touch the sequel with a ten foot pole because oh, really? Ready Player Two was Ready Player Two was awful. That's and what that's I heard about lot. the first one, Kelly. So. <laughs> you like the first book? <laughs> the first book is fun, you Somebody know. Despite some of the... a page from the first book, and that was all I needed to see to say nope. <laughs> the, the, the first book is fun, despite some of the problematic stuff in it. And the the trick is to not read it to listen to the audiobook narrated by Will Wheaton. Because Does that at least makes he... the the extreme soaking of references better? A little. Okay. A little. I, I swear on the one page was Star Wars, Legos, Back to the Future, and like three other things. Like yeah. what is this? <laughs> um Ready Player Two is such a god awful book that it will make you hate Ready Player One. Okay, so <laughs> don't touch it. What if I want to hate Ready Player One? Well, there you go. Then you're the target audience for Ready Player Two. But I just Do you I got hate done this listen- franchise. Have we got a book for you? I got done listening to that, and I went upstairs to talk to my husband, who got done listening to it like a day before I did, and was like, "Was that bad?" And he was like, "Yeah, that was pretty bad." So. The only redeeming thing and about running player... bothered to come down and tell you, hey, Kelly, you should stop listening to this. It is awful. Because I wanted to see it through. I wanted to see where it was going. But I will say the, the one thing that was fun about Ready Player 2 was that there is a boss fight with every single iteration of Prince. Oh, God. <laughs> that That's a good concept. I want... I like that concept. I want... I want Tetsuya Nomura to illustrate this mm-hmm. scene in the book. Make it happen. Just, just it's no, the only Nomura thing the... his talents are good for. Yes, Nomura the shit out of it. Advent <laughs> Children style boss fight with Prince iterations from Ready Player Two. 
Go, yes. Nomura. This is what you should be working on instead of Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. No, not if it gives doesn't give me that. Nope, that you made your choice, Kelly. No, you wished on the monkey paw. You've been banished no. to the prince dimension. <laughs> but, um. I don't know if we want to get into what Josh or you've been playing, Chris. I think I think I'm done. I've, oh, Kelly, I've made Kelly, my bed. Kelly. So you, as you know, I've been playing PC Building Simulator, right? Right. I mentioned that last week. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing that. I still don't know why. I continue to have fun <laughs> making really cheap or really expensive computers. Middle ground computers aren't as fun. They're just not interesting at all. They've got so, so so in this game, Chris, Chris, in this game, do you like have to like you know like pick the right size power supply to supply enough power for all the things that you're putting in there? Is it like that kind of yes, like challenge? Very oh, loosely, okay. but yes. Um, is it really a challenge? No. If I'm putting two <laughs> GPUs in, a 400 watt power supply is not going to work. It won't be stable. Okay, so I found pretty much 600 watts will cover anything in this game so far. What's There are a lot of annoyances in the game, a lot of shortcomings in the way it calculates things and, and how it man, makes you cable things, and, and yet I still keep playing it. Oh, wow, still there's cable management it. in here, too? <laughs> you, um, you have to manually unplug all the cables if you want to take the motherboard out of the case. Ah, you have to manually cable everything at first. You have to buy the right to have the cables automatically get attached when you add a component. So you, have to, <laughs> you have to upgrade your ability to do that. But they never give you an upgrade that lets them automatically detach. If you just need to tear down the whole thing, it's like, oh, I got to click here, 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 click unclip the RAM, pull the RAM out, unclip the other RAM, pull the RAM out, unplug the, the CPU fan, then pull the CPU fan out, then undo the CPU clip, then pull the CPU out then pull out the graphics card, unplug any remaining power plugs. Then I can pull out the power, the motherboard. If I don't have the, the upgrades, I have to unscrew the screws on the motherboard and then take out the stands from the case for the motherboard. So this is one of the first upgrades you get is automatically doing the stands for the motherboard because there's so many of them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, so uh, all that going on, I'm, I've got all the upgrades now. I'm, I am the best PC build. I am the best at the PC building and yet I still get one-star reviews because I screw things up and go over a budget and don't realize it. Um, oh, by the <laughs> way, you, you get, you're getting Yelp reviews the whole time, and that's, that's what unlocks the ability to have more lucrative jobs come to you. <clears throat> right now I'm in the middle of a quest line where I'm making PCs and upgrades for PCs for Chris Kringle. Yes, Santa Claus is contracting my servers, and he is a potty mouth. But <laughs> he is. And it, the elves aren't good at CPU making, by the way. Wood, CPU, no, not good. They, the, I am making PCs for no reason, just to keep unlocking the newer levels. I want to get to modern parts. I know there's a free build mode. I want to unlock it. I want to earn it. I want to get to the point where I can actually make my PC in here and then start, you know, um, I, getting into ideas of how do I want to upgrade my PC, which is what the free build mode is for. I don't know why I'm bothering you, but I'm having fun and I don't know why. So... Imagine my surprise this week when, after last week's show talking about the Disgaea 6 stuff, I found myself downloading the Disgaea 6 demo, getting to the point where I unlocked Auto Battle, started playing with Auto Battle, and the next thing I know, 57 hours of demo play later, (laughs) I had 
two completely maxed out characters as far as karma went and everyone's been level 9999 multiple times over i have 110 characters in my party um i found i found some youtube guides and i started learning how to play with the systems and basically that game letting you have 110 people in the demo plus um demerits the demerit system and the karma system lets you make very very powerful characters in the demo so now when i play the regular game i i, I went ahead and bought the game kelly because i had already put um enough time into the demo to qualify for playing like a regular game um because I, I let I, no i just let it go overnight right but yeah and now See, I'm, I'm proud of you game, and i just like one shot maps all the time because there's no challenge in the main story i have the difficulty turned all the way up and i still i i i flick the uh the god of destruction bosses and it's like uh, they're dead next story cutscene I'm proud of you for maxing out a character without even having access to the item world. Oh, Kelly, last night I got access to the Martial Dimension. I'm like, oh my god. This, plus the techniques earlier, would have made a fraction of the time to get everything done. Yeah. <laughs> now, so now I have them grinding the Martial Dimension right now to get me extra experience points so I can use it to max out um, class masteries in the, uh, in the juice shop. That's mm-hmm. something you can do on the demo. I just didn't have the right setup yet to do it, to get enough uh, experience points to do it, because it involves a lot of manual reincarnating to get the, the experience things added to your bank. But now with this, with this Marshall Dimension, I can do it with the with the auto battle. Yeah, because like, that last level of class mastery is like an ungodly amount of experience yeah. that you need to farm up, and I I hadn't gotten that far yet. Um, it's funny that you mentioned this because Pascal was asking me about this game because he's reviewing it and he's like, Kelly, how, how have you managed to get through this? And I said, I don't know. I'm a Disgaea super fan. And Pascal's like, yeah, if it weren't for auto battle, I wouldn't, I would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> Why is it too hard without auto battle? No, he said that the, he cannot stand and I'm. Um, I'm sorry, Pascal, if I'm speaking for you, I apologize, but he said that he just, he cannot stand the manually battling. I don't know why, but neither can I anymore. It, it's yeah. they spoil, it's, it, I have the same problem with Fire Emblem. Once I turn off the animations, turning them back on makes it sound, feel like a chore. Yeah. And, and the same thing here. Once I turn, once I turned off animations and passed the bill to go at 32 speed, um, apparently there's a 64 speed I need to unlock. Uh, Needs a lot of it. Yeah, I've only unlocked like four speed, and I haven't got, I haven't even come close to that kind of amount of mana just for four speed. You could do that in no, the demo speed. too. It just takes a while, and um, it's going to be easier now with the real game. Yeah. So I'm the guy whose guides I've been following called Primal Liquid on YouTube. Um, he uh, he's already got a method technique for maxing out a character in one fight. <laughs> <laughs> It's real great because that's what that's the fun of this game is. How do you break the systems? And he's like, he broke the demo there and back again. And now like he has access to the full game. Once you get access to all like the end game stages, you can just do crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, Nisa made an idle game. That's all I can. That's all I can think is the most interactive idle game. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm I'm playing an idle game on the side right now. I'm I'm playing uh, idle champions of the realms, and it's like this is almost kind of more fun than Nisa's not idle game. 
And that says a lot. Oh, well. I mean, if it weren't for, like, being distracted by other shiny objects, I probably would have finished Sky 6 by now. If nothing else, just to auto-battle through everything to get through the story. Yeah, getting through the story is great. It's, like, that's that's my hardest problem is, like, um, I'll get to the end. Like, some of the cutscenes are funny and some of the cutscenes are not as well written. And so it's, like, really, I'm just... It's like, okay, let's sit down, go through five auto battles and watch some cutscenes and make progress. And it's just taking a while. I kind of wish I could just, just auto play the cutscenes for me. You know, I'm strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch it like an anime at this point. <laughs> that, that they've basically created a uh, visual novel with some uh, idler this is what sections. Yeah. This guy yeah. has always been kind of pseudo visual novel anyway. Hell, they had yeah. one that was a visual novel. <laughs> that wasn't that good. No, it wasn't, but... Yeah. I, I mean, I love the strategy stuff in Disgaea, but all the auto-battle stuff in this what one strategy? just kind of... There's no strategy yeah. anymore. The strategy is how do you get more powerful, which, in a way, that's kind of what always has been Disgaea's real strategy since Disgaea 1, since they don't make a new game system ever. It's always the same freaking game system. There's just more tools for leveling. And I don't know why they won't make, like, a whole re overhaul to thing to make it like an interesting strategy game again. But their thing is about making the numbers go higher and they sure as hell have embraced it this time. And I'm having fun with it. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> some of the middle games in the series, when they were trying to figure out their stuff, like Disgaea two has a lot of maps that are more puzzle maps that you can't just brute force that you have to kind yeah. of think about. You know what those your are? Positioning. Annoying. Yeah. That's, that's what those are. They were awful. <laughs> I hate those maps because, like, oh, I'm doing fine. And now I have to click all these things that I don't want to to try and get through this stage that has a terrible puzzle that is easy to understand and just a pain in the butt to execute. And if I click wrong, I have to start over. Oh, jumping puzzles in Disgaea suck. Yeah. Or I mean, I... puzzles, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Disgaea. I, I love it and I'm having fun with that game, but... It's really hard to sell people to sell to people that aren't super fans, and I feel so bad for Pascal for taking like that grinding? review bullet. Do you like breaking game systems? Disguise <laughs> Six is for you. Otherwise, probably not for you. I mean, the story's okay, yeah. but it's not. This is no top tier game story, so don't get it for that. You know, it's fun. Yep. But come on. <laughs> yep, I I agree, but I'm glad you're having fun with it sorry I yeah well I, I started with the demo so i you know don't you don't need to apologize like oh well the demo was free i started with the demo and then i decided i'm i'm enjoying doing this i want the numbers even higher so let's keep going i more feel bad for you that you paid full price uh whatever what else was i gonna do wait for it on pc or a platform where it actually performs at a decent frame rate unless you turn all the graphics down to garbage mode Yes, Aww. I have turned all the gar- I have all- turned all the graphics down to garbage mode because I want the frame rate higher because technically you level faster when the game performs better. So, so, so they they still have haven't even optimized this for Switch. I mean, they've optimized it for Switch, but the optimizations are here's a slider. Do you want it to look pretty? Okay, the frame rate will take a hit. Do you want it to look frame rate high? Then okay, the models will look bad. So, Man. and then here's what we've attempted as balances between the, the, the two. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go one way or the other, depending on what mood I'm in. 
if I want story mode. Actually, the story cutscenes are they're all static pictures, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's only only the battle models and the base models. And since when I'm running around the base, I'm just clicking and going through menus, I just turn it down to performance mode because I want to get through that as fast as possible. Yeah, because that's the other thing. They like put a quick menu in so that you don't even have to walk to anything. You can just click yep. it via the shoulder buttons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, you do need to click and go to the event cutscenes in your base. Sometimes yeah. You have little extra story cutscenes where you get like funny dialogues. And you want to do those. Those are good. Yeah, and I like the voice acting in this game. I'll say give it that. Yeah, right now the fun I'm having is, of course, the optimizations and predicting what the story is going to do before the story does it, since a lot of it is very well heavily foreshadowed. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to throw me for some loops or not. I'm yeah. only in Chapter 6 or 7. Melodia's world again. Oh, you're further than me. Heck, well, you might it, beat this before it's me. It's easy to go through when <laughs> your characters <laughs> are higher than the end boss of the normal mode. Now, there are two high-difficulty modes, um, Carnage mode and then Rakshasha mode or something. So oh. I, haven't I haven't unlocked those yet, so uh, that'll be where I get to actually go above, like, the 9999 level cap. That's probably where the real challenge is. I don't know that I would say anything in this game has a challenge based on the techniques I've been looking at on YouTube. I guess if I you see. try to do them without those techniques, it would. Or the challenge is coming up with the techniques and or the fun is implementing that. I don't know, Kelly. I just like breaking games. And this game yeah. breaks so well. I want to see it speedrun. <laughs> that would be an interesting speedrun. I, I don't recall seeing I mean, any display well, say... speedruns. Do they do those ever? I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's something that I'll have to look up. I just... Uh... popular. I, I say that that would be an interesting speed run, but then again, it'd just be somebody just be so auto battling fast. item yeah. item world over and over again. No, no, because they got it's a speed run, so they're gonna. I guess it would depend on the goal of speed run, but you would want to get through the the cutscenes and story stuff as fast as possible. So it wouldn't be the item world, uh. but it wouldn't necessarily be interesting to look at, especially with auto um, battle with high speed setting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm at least glad that you're having fun because I, I thought that this was just a me, me thing breaking Disgaea. No, once you said it, I'm like, oh, this I need to check this out, and uh, you were right. <laughs> I'll be curious what they do for Disgaea Seven because the super, a lot of the hardcore fans do not like this game. They need they, they can't do this again. Well, they might, but they shouldn't. I wish. They would kind of strike a nifty balance between, you know, using the auto battle to do the boring stuff, but then actually making you play the levels and have interesting levels and not just one how, shot. How do you strike that balance? I don't know. You don't. You uh, you can't. So I, I think this was a fun exercise for a game. But, like, if you want to, like, get people back on board for Disgaea, you need a high-quality, well-written anime, qual anime quality, like, good anime quality story. <laughs> With a decent battle system behind it, um, the artwork's got to look great and smooth and clean like an anime, and it's got to have good sound, good voice acting, and it, it, the story and the writing is what got people into Disgaea 1, and they really should hit that again if they want to really revive interest in this, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, it's one of those problems with the, with developers where the people who did that 
Yeah, you know, it's been 15, 20 years. They're not there anymore. You know, that's the problem with all video games. Right. Like, you know, time moves on. The people, it's not the and same what people. people who play this game do now. It's all about getting the high numbers. So yeah. they leaned into it. And that's fair. It's just, where do yeah. you go from here? Oh. I, I personally think it kind of peaked at four. Because four had the, yeah, four had the good balance of story and gameplay and you know, eliminating eliminating a lot of the tedium yeah. of it while still being interesting. Yep. Five was just dull. Um, I, just, I really I don't know if the, I mean the idea of getting them to let go of we need to have things where you you need to spend lots of time grinding on geopad. Basically, they need to let go of geo panels. Yeah. And move to something no. new and. I don't think we're ever going to see it. No, because if they got let go of geo panels, then people would just have a conniption. They probably would. Yep. That's 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 my take on it. Is and I'm sure there's other ways to uh, to approach it, but um, really, I I think that story quality and uh, attachment to the characters is what's been missing from a lot of the disguises. And four had it. Um, three kind of had it for Mao and Brasbarrel, and the rest I don't even remember. Um. Two had it again just for Adele and Rosalina, but nobody else. <laughs> so it's 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 not hitting, it's not landing as well as it could lately. And then five, I didn't play, so I don't know. Five was dull. Five, they tried to go a little bit more hardcore with the story, and the main character was like an edge lord, and it just mm-hmm. did not work. And I feel like six, they're try- kind of trying to strike a balance by making. Z- Zed an edgelord, but also giving him a heart. But I haven't got a lot through the story yet, so I don't even know what Zed's goal is. Because now you have right me thinking, now. like, how do how do I think about um, Fire Emblem? The latest Fire Emblem story is disappointing, and that doesn't get into all the bits and explanations that it should. But it's intriguing enough to want me to want those things. So is the story good or bad? And how does that affect Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem has good gameplay, I guess. Hmm. Uh-huh. Funny that you mentioned that. I'm gonna have to be getting researching Fire Emblem Three Houses story very soon because that's our next backtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been a hot minute since I played uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, so I honestly can't remember the story other than three people, three different motives. I mean, I can tell you basic parts of the story, but they're all very spoilery and. Yeah. There's not a satisfying resolution to it all. Well, the idea was you're supposed to play all three and I'm like, do I don't got time. Well. It doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah. They don't they don't address everything. And they still don't they, pay they, there off. Was a big promise like they could have like here, get all these bits and pieces, try and put it together, and then let's do like a Fire Emblem um revelations where we actually tell you like all the missing pieces and wrap it all up. But they didn't do that here. They never released like the gold storyline that wraps it all up. That's funny because I never even played Fire Emblem Revelations, and I have that on card. If you go th- ever go through that, it'll fill in all the missing pieces on the other two. But yeah, because by the time I finished Birthright, I was just burnt out and didn't even want to touch Conquest. And now I'm afraid to even put that cartridge in my 3DS because I don't want to lose it because that cartridge is worth a pretty penny now. <laughs> Ah, uh, more valuable, alive than dead. Oh, not not too much. I've been on vacation the last week and a half or whatever. Yeah, so I've loved. I didn't have much time. I've loved your Twitter feed of the sights and scenes of uh, Washington D.C. the past yeah, just, two weeks. 
Yeah, just kind of had a staycation, where I was like going and seeing like touristy stuff <laughs> with some with family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had some family come into town, so I was kind of like poking around DC doing the touristy stuff. Um, I, 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 I've since this week I I got back into Final Fantasy VII. I'm I'm getting close to the end. I'm in like chapter 17. So Hojo is sending lots of stuff that I have to defeat right here at the end. So I'm I'm coming up finally getting close to the end of Final Fantasy VII. And then uh, like over my vacation, I played uh, the the well at least for me I was I, I I unfortunately let myself get excited for the RPG mode in Mario Golf Super Rush, and uh, that was a mistake. I I, I, I should have known that was going to be a mistake, but. Nonetheless, I let myself get excited for that and and got let down. So, yeah, I've heard that's been very polarizing. The game is okay, you know, like it's a Mario golf game. It's it it, it is a perfectly competent Mario golf game, as you would expect. Camelot has been making Mario sports games for God like fifteen years now, since they got dumped uh, out of. Uh, Making like it's been a long time. It's been like over a decade since they made even a Golden Sun game, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? the last Golden Sun was the DS one, I think, and I can't even I'm remember still what year. They made that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they've been stuck making Mario sports games ever since, basically. And so this one was going to have the adventure mode, so it's going to be an RPG again. And they have it. You go in, you create a little me character, and it's. It just it's it's short. It's like five hours, maybe. It, it it's basically like four tournaments that you do, and then there's like a couple of little side things before each tournament, and then that's it. You fight a final boss, and that's it. That's game over. <laughs> it is really short and brief, and it also it didn't quite. I think I think part of my problem is like I'm sitting here thinking about. Um, like goofy anime golf games. Like um, uh, the, one of my favorites was uh, what was it? Panya Fantasy Golf on the PSP, which was just like absolute. It was a golf game, but it was absolutely in- insane. It had this insane anime story where you, you're trying to defeat a dark lord who you know like would come out of this this uh, volcano, and you had to like fight these uh, golf battles to beat back it. It's just absolutely completely crazy with, you know, insane anime style characters. And I love that game. It was just, you know, like we're going to have a golf game, but we're going to lean into the crazy and it's going to be entertaining because of how crazy it is. And this one, it just it was just kind of like bland. And it, it it does. It's not like a straight. It, it, it neither goes for just like, OK, we're just going to be a straight little golf story which fine if you wanted to do that nor does it want to go off and be kind of goofy like nah it just wants to have lots of really chatty um you know like nintendo inspired npcs who don't really do anything it, it it's just it's like i said the overall game is fine i don't know that the the big thing that they added in this one is that like instead of just playing golf normally you're running from your, you know, like you you tee off on each hole and then you run to your your ball. And so all of the characters that you're playing with are all running at the same time. And that may be really interesting and fun if you're actually playing it, if you're playing 
playing it with real people. But when you're playing against the AI, the AI is not very, you know, like challenging. Like you can just run away and stay away from the AI and you don't have to worry. The whole idea of that running to your ball is that like, oh, you're going to be fighting with the other characters and they've got special moves and they can like, you know, knock you out of the way or knock you off a cliff. And, you know, like so, so that's like supposed to be the idea. But it just when you're playing against the AI, it's pretty easy to just avoid them and never have never have to deal with them. So (laughs) that that whole section, that whole concept of the game doesn't translate into the story mode. Um, It it is just like um, quite the letdown for me. I was I was really excited. Kind of a Mario Golf and the the original. Mario Golf back on the GBA that had the RPG mode in it was like a really fun RPG mode. And this one is just kind of like an afterthought or more like an introduction to the game rather than kind of its own standalone thing. But, you know, yeah, well, I, I <laughs> if you're looking for something to roll credits on, hey, it's like five, five hours. Oh you, can, you can get through it really quick. <laughs> is, isn't it also full price, though? Oh, of course. This is uh, Nintendo, Kelly. Of yeah. course it's 60 bucks. <laughs> it's Nintendo. It's not going to it's 60 bucks and it's not going to go down. What's the rest of the game? I mean, it's just golf. So you you can just play in tournament mode. You can play there is online mode where you can play with other people. So, you know, it's a golf game otherwise. Instead. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 that's ultimately what it comes to comes down to. On Switch, you should play the golf story instead. Much better. So we have feedback, feed, like playing into the Nintendo. <laughs> yes. A quick scroll to it. Um, from Kroll, our question of the week, <clears throat> excuse me, our question of the week last week was, is there a company you're always willing slash never willing to pay a full price for its games? And our first response was from Kroll. I suspect my question of the week answer will be the same as most people's. Nintendo is probably the one publisher I will willingly play a full price because games always seem to hold their value and their price rarely drops on physical release. In fact, they're usually the cheapest before release, maddeningly. Atlas is another where I will pay full price for a physical copy and in advance, but I'm happy to wait for a sale for a digital title. I don't think there's any publisher where I'd refuse to pay full price, as long as I wanted to play that particular game at that particular point in time. But patience is usually rewarded. There's a little valid reason to buy any game today when you know it will be on sale tomorrow or eventually. That seems fair yeah <laughs> nintendo is probably the safest company to buy things full price new because they very rarely sale put them on sale yeah and i i want to say like a ea um the, the huge publishers like ea ubisoft you can safely wait because they will go on sale sooner than later mm-hmm. um squeenix is another one too that tends to discount stuff pretty quick i've seen as a matter of fact i think i've seen near Replicant discounted already to forty. Yep. It's, well, and on the flip side for me is Bethesda, where I never buy their stuff when it comes out because, you know, like hell, it it probably needs two or three months of patches before you really want to play it anyway. Yeah. And then from Bobby Watson, 
Question of the week, none. I will typically only buy games at full price if I intend to play it with friends on day one, if I really want to play them right away, or if I need to buy it for a present. Otherwise, I will wait for a price drop or a sale. Looking at my spreadsheet, I only paid full price for games three times since the beginning of 2020. The next one will be Monster Hunter Rise when it comes to PC. Question for the crew that's been on my mind for the past few episodes. Do you guys keep track of your purchases? Do you have an estimate of how much money you spend on games games each year? Um, honest answer, I don't want to know because it'll just depress me. I thought, I tried to start doing that this year, but I've been doing a bad job. Anna Marie does it, but she's not on this week. You should ask her next week. Um, yeah. I'm sh- so I have a program on my phone called I think Libsyn mm-hmm. that lets me boop UPCs. No, Libsyn is a podcast library. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, Libib. That's why go. I got it confused. Um, it lets me boop UPCs to keep track of stuff in my collection, and it shows everything in order. So I'm sure if I like exported my collection and tried to figure out from year to year, I could figure it out, but. Like I said, I, I kind of don't want to know. All it's going to do is depress me. <laughs> exactly. I, I keep track of what I play, but I don't keep necessarily keep track of everything I buy. I, I have a rough, you know, like I budget overall from month to month, but I don't. I don't have like a. I don't keep track of necessarily what video games make up of that. Or, or rather, you know, I say that I keep track of stuff I have on pre-order, so it's more of a forward track list. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when a bunch of stuff comes out at once, then I can see, okay, well, I need to make tough decisions. <laughs> but short answer, no. Um, and then finally, we have Strawberry Eggs, who says, as far as developers go, it's really only Atlas games where I'm willing to play for, willing to pay full price for a physical copy. Otherwise, it's more based on the series than any particular company, especially if it's for a niche title that I want to support. So that was our question of the week. Um, are we going to tease the question, this week's question when it comes up? Yeah, let's wait until then. Yeah. Okay. But um, if you do, when you do want to answer our question of the week, our po- email address is podcast at rpgamer.com. Call or text us at 608-729-4098 and listen to the show live on Saturday noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer and visit our website at rpgamer.com. We usually gather the responses from the show thread or the um, actual show post, but I mean, you can always respond to the Twitter thread or facebook thread too cool so we have our news so i did not know that this existed until this announcement the original the original nexomon is heading to console so like wait didn't i just play that no the original nexomon it was a nexomon before extinction referencing that was the last game yeah, so th- the reason why I was off my radar is because it was originally an iOS title in 2017 with yep. Android in 2018, and then had a PC release. Okay, but now so it's oh, go ahead. So was the original one like released only in Japan, or was it released here in the U in the West? Our story doesn't say. I don't know. Okay. Um, I think it was out here. Okay, I'm checking. It's just iOS and Android and. Yeah. Thus, you know, like fell under the yeah, radar. It's on Steam. Gotcha. I can buy it right now for $10. Okay. 
So it will be released for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Nintendo Switch. The no launch window has been announced, and it takes place thousands of years before the events of its follow-up title, Nexomon Extinction. So, yeah, that robot that I saw in the trailer, like, oh, that's where that's from. <laughs> so I, I think Matt played the original Nexomom. I, I need to ask him if it has, like, the same kind of meta humor that the that the sequel had. I, I wish Anna was here so that I could kind of play off of her. But, like, the thing that made ne- the Nexomon extinction good was the meta humor. Because I, I got to be honest, I don't know if I would have liked it as much uh, as a Pokemon clone without it. Mm. I, I would presume it that they leaned into that later, but you know what? I don't know. Uh. I don't I know either. We'll watch to watch a YouTube and find out, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see because the humor in that game was hilarious. The uh, Nexomon designs, not so much. Um, we've also got a Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker benchmark release and a trailer and a development update. So you can download, I guess, uh, benchmark. For the newest expansion, is this like Wait, a separate program? Fancy fourteen yeah. benchmarker. Oh, and yep. Walker. Either way, <laughs> yeah, they always do this. They always come okay. up with an updated benchmark program um, because you know, if nothing else, the game's going to have higher requirements and people want to see it. I but see. at the same time, it's a way of like having a a downloadable trailer that everyone gets in front of their head and it's like free advertising. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's a players... separate. It is a separate download on their website. So it lets players create a new char- a character, including the new male Vera option. Oh, yeah. And you can usually save those and import them into the game, too. Oh, cool. That's been something they've done for forever as well. Shame they don't have my girl Ronzo yet. Um, but it's available on PC. It supports 1920 by 1080 and a whole bunch of other resolutions. And we've also got a letter from the producer live segment. And he said that the writing of the game's main scenario has been completed. The English voice recording is in the process right now and you should not expect the game to appear at this year's Tokyo Game Show. Okay. I thought that was TGS that wouldn't be at the T- Tokyo Game. I thought that was uh, Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> that wouldn't be at the Tokyo Game Show. I thought Maybe it's out this year, is it not? Uh, yeah. I think it comes out in November. But it won't be at TGS because they're going to be too busy finishing it, maybe. Probably. <laughs> or or um, maybe... There's just not going to be anything at TGS. Oh, no. No, TGS won't happen. <laughs> also possible. Uh, speaking of expansions, do you guys want to play the 2.0 version of Genshin Impact? No. Uh, okay. No, I didn't sorry. think so. <laughs> they announced it, though. Yeah. Yes, they did. Lots of people will be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called the Immovable God and the Internal Eurythmia. Um, yeah, long, that, that, that's for... as good a guess as any. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal Got it. <laughs> adds a third city in Azuma to the game, and the city is ruled by Electro, the Electro Archon and consists of six main islands surrounded by the sea. So you also have three new playable characters, um, adds new bosses, all sorts of stuff. Oh, and cross-save functionality and haptic, haptic feedback support on PlayStation 5. So yeah, this is that free-to-play action RPG that Seems to be popular, but I bounced to, pretty quickly. Pl- oh, you didn't like it? Not a Breath of the Wild fan? I mean, I th- I played it one night when WoW was down, and I was like, this is okay, but I just cannot see myself 
diving a lot into this. I wonder how it would fare now that you're sick a while. I, I don't know. I think uh, 14 kind of filled that void. Oh, that's a good thing to fill that void. All right. Yeah. Um, we've got a sequel announced for Dusk Diver. I don't Whatever even know Dusk the original. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was trying to remember there, there was a Dusk Diver. <laughs> the first Dusk Diver is a 3D action RPG set in Tai Pai's Ziminding District and was originally released in 2019, where you control a high school student named Yang Yumo as she fights against demonic invasions. And I guess it's gonna the sequel is going to have her as a college freshman. So the, the trailer was like 30 seconds long, so that told me nothing. But you but, should be excited. But the, the first game is at least out on Steam if you want to play that. Yeah. Now, I am excited Enjoy. about this. Persona announced their 25th anniversary website. <laughs> website, Keith. Yeah. Thing there. <laughs> so th- does that mean Persona 7's announced or Persona 6 is announced? Uh, I don't hold your breath just yet. The website promises this reveal of seven projects, the first coming in September 2021. Wait, Persona 7 announce- being announced? No, just the reveal of seven projects. And I, the story doesn't even clarify if the first thing coming in t- September 21, 2021 is the reveal of one of them or an actual game. So just like well, five the more spinoff animes say. and ba- dancing games? Yeah, probably likely. <laughs> so there's also like a merchandise website that shows all the protagonists and it shows two things that all says right. secret. Teddy body pillow. No? Okay. You, sorry you broke me for a second there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, one of the things shows, uh, like, all the Persona posters, and then the last two are called Secrets. So, of course, the Internet's losing their mind wondering if it's Persona 6 confirmed, but who knows? For all we know, it could be just another version of Persona 5. Persona 4, coming to the Switch. Yeah. That's what everyone wanted, right? I oh. mean... People would only be slightly less mad about that than the PC version. Well, it would not surprise me if there are more PC ports, considering how well 4 did and, uh, you know, Sega's push to get everything on PC now. Yep. So probably at least one of those things is like a PC port of 5 or something how like that. We, I want to understand how come none of us has finished Strikers? It didn't grab I me. Know, I hadn't started it yet. Mm. It, it came out at a time when everything else was out, and mm-hmm. I just I yeah, wanted I played, to like it, but it didn't grab me. Yeah, I played Ease instead. When did it come out? I think it either came out at the same time as Bravely Default or Monster Hunter. It, it was the same time was. period as Bravely Default and Ease. Yeah. So, no for me. Yeah. Um, my thing is that the the real story here with this Persona website is that they acknowledge that one and two exists, <laughs> which everyone like craps on. And then I'm like, they they remade those games on the PSP. Yeah, keyboard I mean, it's there. Not, it's not like they it's not like they've been buried for thirty years or something. I, you know. I know it's a joke with the Persona. Community. I know. But, I know. Um, yeah, they want like two both versions to get released in one game for a modern system i think yeah no that, i know that's, that's fair it's fair because didn't two second part come out for the psp only in japan correct correct okay. it, it, it came out we have it on so the PS1, late that though. they just yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's what they ended up doing is releasing the ps1 version uh, over here because that that's you 
Did they clean up the, Yo, yeah, the translation in it? I, I think I so. Yeah. I doubt. I bought it, but I never got around to playing it because it was late in the PSP lifecycle. Yeah, that that version of Eternal Punishment's pretty jank. Yeah. But it's available in English, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Cataclysm Shards of the Four coming to consoles. This is a... Uh, what was it? Oh, this Mr. is card- it's Cardaclysm. Oh, Cardaclysm. My bad. Um, uh, roguelike deck so it's builder. One of the deck building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the pun is important in that case. <laughs> okay. Because ever, ever since Bet and Kaitos kind of burned me on deck building, I don't like deck building games. I don't like the idea of being able to heal being part of RNG. But you can play this game on Switch and on Xbox One and Series X on August 13th, 2021. And we've got a trailer. So, yay. Yeah. Yay. Um, and other. EA. What about EA? No, not EA, oh, but. Okay. And <gasps> other WTF news uh, Super Robot Wars 30 is to release in October, and it says that, or the rumor is that it's going to be a worldwide release on PC via yeah. Steam. It's not just a rumor. They announced it. It is going to be a worldwide release on Steam. So, so you, we're getting. We're going to be. A, yeah. Go ahead. We're getting a mainline Super Robot Wars game in the West. It is. You know, Hell, wow. hell has frozen over. There is a Super Robot Wars game coming Does to the mean West. there's no, like, anime in it? <laughs> is it all originals? I, no, That's no, no. That's how that works. I, I know. No, it's, or it's has, all licensed Has stuff. Sony bought all the, all the various companies <laughs> that own the licenses here, so there was only one person to negotiate with? <laughs> now, that is possible. I, I do not keep up. <laughs> Sony has been buying up all kinds of anime, so In it case is possible. wondering... They own them all now. Here, here are the animes that'll be in this one: Super Electromagnetic Robot Combattler Five. What? Mobile Suit Gundam, Mobile Suit Z Gundam, Z MSV, Mobile Suit Gundam Char's Counterattack, MMSV, Mobile Suit Gundam V Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam NT Narrative, Heavy Metal L Gaim, The Brave Police J Decker, The King of Braves Gao Gai Gar Final, The King of Kings. Gao Gaigar versus Better Men, Code Geass, Leloche of the Rebellion 3 Glorification. These names. Code Geass, Leloche of the Re-Semicolon Resurrection, Gitter, Robo, Armageddon, Mazinger Z Infinity, Mazinkaiser, Infinitism, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, Gun Cross Sword, Majestic Prince, Knights and Magic, that's K-I-N-I-G-T, apostrophe S, and Magic, and S-S-S-S.Gridman. So basically, this is Gundam, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, Code Geass, and a bunch of other things I've never heard of. I was yeah. about to say, the only two <laughs> the only two things in that entire list I've heard of is Gundam and Magic Knight, Ray Earth. Yep. So maybe that's why this one's coming out here. There's no Evangelion. There's no, no. There's no G Gundam, which is the best Gundam fight me um there's no there's there's no big o there's no um i mentioned evangelion what are the other big robot things um for me the pinnacle giant robot anime is gurren lagan okay yep that's no not gurren lagan no uh yeah. escaflone the... no um what else yeah yeah the, there isn't probably anything that the that the licensors think is too valuable in the West, where they would might fight over it. Maybe, I mean, maybe that is why we're just call this one it. Super Gundam Wars. Pretty much, 
Well, maybe, you know, they've been doing this now for a while where they were releasing it in English in Southeast Asia. And I wonder if they've just been watching those numbers and finally were able to just go look at how many uh, of these were selling. And had some more properties and this one doesn't. And, now oh, they, oh, and that's how they pull it. Totally. Personally. That could be. Oh, hey, here's all the studios. Um, so we've got um, Hisago Amazake no Shufonotomo Nights and Magic Project. We have Clamp, who owns a couple of those. Sunrise, um, Sotsu, Toei, Subaraya Productions, Go Nagai, and AIC. So that seems like, you know, Clamp and Sunrise would be the big ones to negotiate with, but obviously I don't know all these, so maybe some of the other ones are a pain. Oh, Toei, too. Um, yeah, so maybe that's why they were able to pull it off. Oh. If only they would get Studio Trigger. That's um, growing log on. Mm. Do you think Attack on Titan would work here? Big naked dudes in your Silver Robot Wars? Probably not. No? Okay. I don't know. They've they've put other stuff in there. (laughs) (laughs) Clifford the Big Red Dog. They've stretched Big Robot quite a ways in in Super Robot Wars. I'm just picturing Clifford just ripping up robots like a giant kaiju. (laughs) Is Godzilla in any SRW games? There you go. There, you know, I mean, they're probably right at this point. <laughs> probably, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. It really wouldn't. Um, hey, speaking of giant robots, a giant tank is a giant robot, right? Sure. Especially sure, yeah. if it's powered by the souls of children. But especially <laughs> if it's powered by the souls of children. <laughs> the more um, tragic it is, the more appropriate it is. So we've got more trailers for Fuga Melodies of Steel, including Link events and Hero Mode. The Link events uh, show you raising your bonds to have special special attacks, which is going to make the tragedy of sacrificing them much worse. And then we've got the notebook where you can where characters state their wishes, and accomplishing these wishes, you can raise the characters' moods, which is also going to make it tragic. The real Kelly, tragedy, Kelly, game. Kelly, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Yeah, in one of the mobile super robot games, they had Mecha Godzilla versus Ava Unit Zero One. Okay. Oh, so awesome! <laughs> and you could actually get an Evangelion skinned Mecha Godzilla, piloted by <laughs> Shinji Ikari. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry to cut you off, Kelly, but no. I wanted you to what know I was I'm about done to... with the internet. <laughs> what I was about to say is the real tragedy is that this game comes out like what. Two, three weeks, and we still don't have a store page yet. All right, so yeah, yeah uh, Tank Children. Um, the <laughs> is that the right name for this? Uh, tank Children. The, Close uh, enough. Yeah, <laughs> flush your kids down the tank. I I can't handle this. I still can't handle this. I'm tired of sacrificing kids. I haven't even done it yet. No, I don't want to do it. The real funny thing is that um, CyberConnect2 has says that depending on interest of this game, they might do remakes of Solito Robo and Tail Concerto. Okay. So, sure. Why um, not? I don't care. If this game does well in the then in the West, so you're probably gonna look sacrifice children so that we can get a remake of Soul no, to Robo. No, <laughs> I more people this game need to play that until I learn that if I play this the third time through, I don't have to sacrifice any kids or something like that. I ain't touching this game. Nope. If there's no happy kid ending, I ain't doing it. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Now, if the only they would let me pre-order it. No. Anyway. No. Don't uh, pre-order games. Period. You do can't it. tell me what to do. <laughs> um, Bravely Default Brilliant Lights announced this is a free-to-play mobile title for iOS and Android in Japan. The new release window has been announced. So 
Well, more bravely default. Definitely don't pre-order this. It's a gotcha <laughs> game. It's taking it's taking yeah. your fandom for a game series and exploiting it. We need to say yep. no to this. And I know we're all guilty of playing them at times. <laughs> we need <Yep>. to say no. <laughs> it's time to stop this. No more kid children casinos based on properties we love. She says that she's playing Idle Champions and Listen, loves the Tabaxi character. Idle Champions is less predatory than most gotchas. Oh, please. I can't click a single spot in that game without it trying to tell me how to spend my money. But you don't actually need to. I know I don't actually need to. But so much so, money on Crusaders of the Lost Idols from the same company. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But at the same time, having a familiar mage hand to click things is nice. Meanwhile, there's great idle games called Disguise 6 we could all be playing. Single upfront cost, optional <laughs> DLC, expansion, and then you're hey. done. You can't sink any more money into the game. Hey, I've I've got a free-to-play game for you that's it's it's microtransactions or cosmetics, and it's going to have a free expansion um, announced. Pax, Path of Exile. Uh, I'm blanking. Path of Exile. Expedition expansion Royal Return has been announced. Woo! New Path of Exile expansion. Is 2.0 out yet? I don't know. So you're the Path of Exile dude. Tell me about this. So they're adding a new expansion where basically these people come to the land of of demons. Rayclass. They come to the land where the game takes place, is what I mean to say. And it turns out, oh no, there's a lot of undead here. This sucks. We wanted to do archaeology, but we can't because these things want to kill us. Can you like kill them for us? So you'll be killing them, and then they'll, you'll get loot based on how well that goes, or something like that. Um, it's, it's every expansion has a mechanic of some sort like this: of do a thing for a new NPC, you get rewards. So um, I really like the heists, um, but that's not this one. Um, this is uh, it's coming. When is it coming? Oh, I'm not sure. I, cl- okay. I closed the window by accident. Okay. Um, uh, July 28th. July 28th. So pretty soon here. They got a trailer out. You can go check that out. They're doing a whole big rebalance along with it. So uh, look forward to like a lot of the bosses being rebalanced now, which last time it did it, they did that. It made it a lot harder. And I think they're doing it again because peop- this, you know, the average player ability level has been boosted so much with all the various expansions that the game's getting easy again. And uh, they don't like their game being too easy with the, with your first playthrough. Um so they're they're working on that, uh, which is probably good. So they'll have the rebalance, and they're also bringing back their Royale, which is kind of their um, hundred player PvP battle arena thing. Like uh, you know, they did that for a little while on April first, and now they're bringing it back. <laughs> Only this time, instead of an April Fool's thing, it's uh, going to have some balance attention to it. So you'll be able to try it out today, and it goes through the entire weekend, and then I guess that's it. Um, it'll be turned on again every weekend, starting with the release of Expedition. So it'll only be on on the weekends and patches between the weekends to address issues that come up. Um, what do you get for it? I don't know. I guess it's just PvP. And it's got its own passive skill tree designed for PvP combat at low levels, as each character starts the round at level 1 and is only expected to reach around level 10 by the time the round ends. So there you go. It's a, I guess it's a hardcore pop into a world and see who lives. That's interesting. So you go check that out if you're interested in it. And uh, they keep talking about uh, Path of Exile 2 coming. It's still in development. <laughs> it still ain't out. <laughs> so um, I'm wondering how many years we're going to be late on that. So we'll see. That's it. Well, uh, 
we've got new Monster Hunter media coming. Are you excited? Wait, what? What? What does that mean? Uh, huh? A new CGI animated movie, Monster Ooh. Hunter: Legends of the Guild. I watched the trailer for this. I watched the trailer for this. Is this a movie or a TV series? I still don't know. It's the new story makes it sound like it's a 3D animated special. Okay, so, so it's a one shot. It's an OVA, except it's on yeah. streaming. OVS. Yeah. OBS. Open. Oh wait, that's something. Um, original. It would be original streaming animate, animation because OVA stands for original video animation. Oh. So OSA. But I thought there was only available on video as well. OAV. I don't know. Okay, so this is an OSV. All right. Yes. OSV. Um. But it, it looks, looks cute. It, at first, it looked stupid. Um, and I'm like, I feel like the Monster Hunter Stories anime is better than this. By the end of it, it was like, eh, this might be okay. It might go somewhere. Um, well, 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 my my level of deciding on this was, well, it looks better than the movie they just put out. There, yeah, weren't, was there weren't any soldiers putting into a, a an alternate world or anything. You could lick cyanide and have a more fun time than going to that movie. Okay. <laughs> At least that movie had Ron Perlman and the Meowster Chef in it. Yeah, so I heard that. So I haven't seen the Monster Hunter movie because, you know, I do reread reviews for things. And uh, if they tell me something is abysmal, I tend to not go to it. Though at this point, it's so bad. Maybe I do need to watch it. Um, If for no other reason, then I need to see this 3D realistic Meowster Chef. Um, Yeah. Because that sounds terrifying and awesome. Pull up the clip on YouTube, which is what I did. He's only in the movie for like less than a minute. Figures. And Best Ron, part of the movie, Ron, less than a minute. Yeah. Ron Perlman yells at him because he drinks his beer and that's about it. But at least this at least this movie right here has a, a, a talking palico that looks like he's part of the main story. So that's good. Talking kid. Yep. Yeah, you I, always I would, have a talking kitty in a Monster Hunter game. I, I will watch it. I love Talking Kitties, not so much the movie A Talking Cat, which I watched on Rift Tracks this week, and that was that was something. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, and I guess we need to move on to the huge news of the week. Um, this just end. Gabe Newell said, uh, "No Switch Pro, fine. I'm going to make my own Switch Pro, but with blackjack and hookers." Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> And thus we get the Gabe gear. Oh, the Gabe gear. So did I, I saw that you guys had managed to preserve your Gabe gear. I don't even know why I did it, much like playing <laughs> PC building simulator, but I've been wanting a GPD Windows for, like, years. But, you know, I uh, I never really went through with buying one and stuff and uh, decided, yeah, why not do it? And yeah, yeah. Valve, I, knows, I Valve at... knows how to make hardware look pretty good, and 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 the GDP win always had an issue of looking like jank. So... <laughs> <laughs> looking like spare parts out of uh, factories in China, which is yeah. which it was more, more or less. <laughs> then this looks like somebody took some care and put the effort into it. Um, if nothing else, I'm hoping it will trigger some other companies to make competitors to fill the void when Valve exit the market and never follows us up with a follow-up product because that's what they do. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe it'll be a big mistake and waste of money. Um, sure. they, I think there was like a hundred thousand pre reservations this week alone. 
from what I saw Ooh. on the news. Yeah, they're, might they're selling a lot. Wrong. That's good. And uh, apparently at uh, a loss, if you if you believe Gabe. Yeah. I, I can kind of believe that. I mean, there, there's a decent bit of R&D that went into that thing as well. I mean, just beyond the components. Well, right. So We actually haven't sold anything. That's probably important to note. Yeah. We, we, we have reserved a place in line. We have no clue where that place in line is. So there's no telling. I, th- I think my two favorite jokes were the picture of Mario Galaxy 2 running on this, but not on the Switch. And then <laughs> the picture saying, let's face it, we're all just going to do this. And it was a picture of Pornhub running on the thing. Can't you do that on the Switch? Oh. Doesn't it have a browser? I, I forget. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's fair. Um. And my husband was trying to pre-order one while I was dealing with um, PS5 shipping shenanigans on Friday. So I I kind of skipped or missed out on it. Plus, you know, spending that amount of money on the PS5, I was like, I shouldn't spend more money on a, on a gadget. Because um, I, I live in a bad neighborhood, so I was very paranoid about my PS5 getting porch pirated. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, I wasn't exactly impressed with, you know, like, like part of their deal with this, they announced it the same day that the OLED switch was coming out, and they're like, oh, we're going to do these reservations. We're going to do it different, so you had to have a Steam account, and it had to have, what, bought a game before June of this year? So so you couldn't, you know, the idea is, okay, okay we're going to get rid of the bots, because, you know, they're not going to have actual Steam accounts that have purchased things before. So, of course, you know, it comes to the time and then, you know, everyone's trying to buy it and Steam's page, you know, just crawls to a halt and everybody's getting errors. And, of course, it's it's a it's a mess, like buying every single tech thing has been for the past year and a half. So, like, I, I never actually like the page I was on never actually said that I bought something. It was just like half an hour later, I eventually got an email saying like, hey, you got a reservation. And I'm like, I guess I got one. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it's what on, happened. It's on my, my account husband. now. It, it kept telling him that his payment wasn't acceptable, and then the, um, 30 minutes later, he got an email. You know, so. mine said it finally went through because I had to spend forever to get it to go through, but I never checked to make sure I got the email. <laughs> I'm just thinking, maybe I should check. Yep, also, I got it. Yeah, check your okay. account and make sure yep, it, it, it should is. be on your purchase history. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it, shows up, it showed up there on me. No, I don't want to look. Maybe I won't. Maybe it'll unsign me up, and that'll be a sign you shouldn't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, also sent a picture in the chat just then of a list of all of Steam's failed projects and their track record with this on there. <laughs> yeah, they do not have a good track record with hardware. Um, gosh, yes. Well, let's see. What do we have? We have the steam controller which people liked was controversial some people hated yeah. some people loved they eventually have stopped making that um we have the steam link which was for playing you know doing your in-house in-home streaming from your your pc to your tv which eventually has been built into a number of pcs or supplanted with software available on a number of app stores and they uh, started just burning those off their store a dollar a piece a while back famously so that's gone there is the Valve Index, which is their VR headset, which I've heard like good things about, though somebody mentioned in the roundup for Steam Deck that I was listening to that there were some recent issues with Index that I don't know about and don't understand what they are. So I don't know if that went bad or south. Um, I thought people liked the Index, so 
Oh, there's the Steam box where they were going to do hardware boxes with partner companies, and that didn't really happen at all, did it? No, they came out. They oh. they just completely some nobody bought some of them. them did or, come out, okay. but they just nobody bought them. Yeah, and they completely flopped, and and the the hardware partners were not very happy with Valve after no sh- that. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Was the issue there the price? The issue there yeah, was probably the yeah, for sure actually. it was everything. The price, marketing, yeah, everything. Because I imagine that the problem with the price was that at that point you could have just bought a nice PC. People yeah, want to see that you at it. least go to ground for a product that you've you've committed to releasing, and Valve is very good at knowing this is failing, and they get out fast. Yeah. Faster than other people are willing to, and that's probably one of their strengths, but it sure is annoying if you're a consumer or a company working with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh so, like, the big part of Steam Deck is that they have some software now that is going to make Windows games work on their version of Linux. So that's going to be the interesting thing to see how well that translates over. Yeah, the whole Proton thing and SteamOS and their contributions to getting games, like, Windows games to work on Linux in general has been very good lately. Like, that's been a big progress thing in the past year for, like, uh, gaming on Linux. Uh, that will help gaming on the OS that comes with this thing. But of course, it's also nice to know you can just put Windows on it if you want and play games through yep. Windows on there. So that's a I thing. Think this, I think the thing that got me on it was that even if you buy the lowest end model, you can still pop in an SD card and play games off of the SD card. Yeah. Um, people complaining about the storage on the low end model being EMMC and people have had bad experiences with slow EMMC. Um, I felt it necessary to note the storage on your nintendo switch that's built in is emmc so it can be done okay (laughs) we just don't know how okay it'll be and they've gone out of their way to point out that there are two model levels with faster and much faster storage speeds than the built-in storage on the low-end model so a lot of questions out there about how this low-end model is going to work um hopefully for most of the games that you're going to be playing on this since cyberpunk's not going to run like perfectly on here i'm sure it'll run but like not at extreme settings so like the games that you are going to play on here if you're like a pc gamer who likes to run things with all the settings to the right for no reason other than your own ego those games are going to be older and they don't tend to care how fast your hard drive is so i don't think it matters that much (laughs) i mean me and me personally and to a degree my husband we're more interested in not only the pc aspects but um the the uh, modding aspects because stuff like this is something that we yeah uh, yeah yeah that's said, a good point this is the first console our handheld console is it really con- it's a handheld pc but people think of it like a console and it'll have mods and so yeah, you he, can really screw this thing up you can really mess this thing up man you can brick this thing so easy <laughs> He sent me a picture of or Steam page of the Steam version of RetroArch and said, "Man, I can't wait to play this on my Steam Deck." Wait, wait, wait! Is a RetroArch on Steam? Yeah, I didn't know they put it on Steam. I, I'm pretty sure they did. No, there's no way. That's great. I'm gonna start look. Now. I am uh, RetroArch on here though. Period uh, is something I would do. Bob says it's not on yet. Arc, same boy. Oh yeah, look at it. TBD, TBD, coming soon. Not yet available. Going oh, it's just us. an early access. Yeah, but who cares? Like, they figure out how to get 
these emulators on here and, and work out the um, the hesitancy I'm sure Valve would have at publishing emulators, regardless of whether or not it should be legal or not should be legal. Like, there's a lot of people are going to be worried that companies are going to sue and then make you fight for the right to publish these things, and they don't want to deal even with that. Um, so to see this release date, May 6, 26, 2010. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, but he was—he sent that to me when I was in the middle of uh, installing stuff. So I hey, didn't um, see that. For, uh, just joining us in the chat room, the thing we were showing on the stream, the hardware is the Steam Deck. It's uh, Steam's new portable PC that they're releasing uh, that's kind of like a Switch. Um, the reservations for the right to pre-order went live yesterday. Are they done? I mean... I'm sure they're going to open another round of reservations at some point. Well, they said something about the... everyone else on the 18th, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, I yeah, mean... that's uh. So, did we cover the prices? 400 bucks for the low level model, which is 64 gigs of built-in storage. Mm-hmm. Um, 529 for 120 uh, for 256 gigs. That's NVMe, so it's faster. And then 649 for 512 gigs. That's even faster NVMe. Um, which is probably just a matter of uh, two chips versus one on the on the board, so that it can go twice as fast, or well, significantly faster than just a single channel. Um, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's your Steam link, and if you pay all the extra money, you get like some custom backgrounds. So that's Ooh. important, right? And 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 an etched glass non-glare screen. Oh, that'll be one of those screens that it doesn't have glare, but doesn't look like it has a big sticker on it and not have glare, but you probably don't need that. <laughs> Are you going to play this in the sun? I mean, the battery lasts two to eight hours, according to, to Steam, so that means expect it to last 20 minutes uh, if it's not plugged <laughs> yeah. in. So Yeah. <laughs> Was it powered by USB-C? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you, you should have plenty of things that will charge it, but as we uh, noted in the pre-show today, everyone's USB system is a little different than everyone else's, so stay tuned for details and exactly what level of power delivery you need to make this work well. <laughs> I mean, with that number of pre-orders, I imagine that they're going to support this. You can imagine all you want. <laughs> Once they've got the money, why should they? Valve's good I at mean, business. I mean, you know, like... Valve's you good talk at business. About, <laughs> I mean, you talk about 100,000, and that is a lot, but still, I mean, when you're talking about in the world of consoles, you know, like... I mean, <laughs> what, what is the Switch Listen, selling a single day? Probably that's that many. Good. If they only have a yeah. hundred thousand, that's good because there's a chance those people actually get it. Yeah, and <laughs> and so that would be a nice change of pace for releases this year. That people who wanted a thing got the thing, and it didn't go to scalpers, or it didn't go to very many scalpers. But who knows? I I mean, the, this initial release is probably just a test kitchen to see how many people are interested, right? Yeah. And we'll see if other people come along. I think Alienware, like an E3 or two ago, had, you know, like, you know, kind of showed something like similar to this as a prototype. So if this if this does well, you know, the other gaming PCs will probably the other gaming PC makers will probably jump on board and make their versions of it. I mean, if you if you can get a decent handheld gaming PC for four hundred dollars that has actual controls and can run both PCs. That's been the dream all this whole time, right? Yeah. So and, and something like this, where it's you know it's not locked down, it's open. You can put an emulator on it. You can play 
play, you know, pretty much anything, it any older thing on it. It is a fraction of the cost of the competing devices, by the way. Mm-hmm. I checked on all that last night. Like the, the GDP win, its most fast model that you would want to compare this to, the Aya Neo, on, uh, both of those, they go for like $1,000. So these are yep. much cheaper than that and have performance that rivals those things in theory. And it Wait looks like better benchmark. build quality, although we won't know until they actually come out. You know, it can, well, I mean, it does look like better build quality. It has better looks, if nothing yes. else. It has better aesthetics, I think, objectively. The build quality, who knows until we see it. Maybe it'll break after you touch it a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. But I, I guess time will tell. When is this thing supposed to come out? Next year? This hey. year? December? You'd think I know Burr. that since I have a pre-order stock, but no, I don't. Yeah, that shows. Like, I'm not. I thought it was like December, but it may be December is just the when you're actually asking. Now, Kelly, asking is you try to pre-order a thing, so in hope you'll get it sometime before you die, and, <laughs> okay. and that's that's it. That's how tech works. If you if you get on yeah. the list, maybe they'll send you one eventually. That'd be cool. I mean, I mean, given given. <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, but given my pre-orders for limited run games recently, that tracks. <laughs> Buy first, worry about it later. <laughs> yeah. Is it coming? When is it coming? I don't know. It'll I, I come eventually. I could have bought my husband's Monkey Island special edition last year and had it ready this year for Christmas if the release date's any indication. By the way, like I said earlier, don't pre-order games, but do pre-order hardware, because otherwise you're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got that. They've got that, unfortunately, going that way, don't they? Unfortunately so. Um, screw scalpers, by the way. Yep. Screw bots. In theory, without the scalpers, there would still be demand issues, but who knows? Screw bots, unless you're Astrobot, then you're adorbs. Oh, cool, Astrobot. Are we done with stories? Oh, right. I think we're done with stories. We want to know if you are interested in getting a Steam Deck. Did you already get one? Are you going to try to get one? Let us know. That's our question of the week. Write in at podcastrpgamer.com. Call us or text us at 608-729-4098, or just leave it in the show thread. That's what everyone else does. Um, I'm using Vaughn as my guinea pig. When he gets (laughs) his, I'll see how much he likes his. That's a good way to go. I got mine. Yep. Pre-order thingy, me Bob in. So we'll see. I mean, if nothing else, I'm excited to be able to play PC versions of Kiseki games at some point on one of these. Because it's been the dream all along. <laughs> there you go. Oh, then, yeah, then there you go. It says my really can have everything avail- portable. My expected order availability quarter one, 2022. Yeah, that's what Vaughn's was too. So I'm gonna be waiting. <laughs> hey, the waiting's the hardest part. So what's coming out this week? Well, we have some new release dates that were announced this week. Let's start with those. First off, Team 17 and Next announced the Roguelike Adventure RPG Crown Trick is coming on PS4 and Xbox One on August 31st. And the free Requiem Elements DLC, previously released for PC, is now available on Switch. Um, Snapshot Games and Prime Matter announced Phoenix Point Behemoth Editions coming out on October 1st, 2021. Clobeter announced the release of Strategic Deck Building RPG, The Amazing American Circus has been pushed back. It was going to come out August 12th. Now it's going to be September 16th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Chromatic Games announced that Dungeon Defenders Awakens coming out on the Switch on August 4th. 
Armor Game Studios and developer Soul Game Studios announced Nintendo Switch release for Swords and Souls Never Seen. Swords and Souls Never Seen coming digitally via the Nintendo eShop on August 18th for 15 bucks. NIS America announced two things. The Caligula Effect 2 coming out in North America on PS4 and Switch on October 19th in Europe on October 22nd. And The Cruel King and the Great Hero. That's a follow-up to The Liar and the, the, the... the Wolf and the Liar Prince or something like that? Is that the name of that one? Um, yeah. The Lion Wolf and the Crying Prince? No, I've got it wrong. The Cruel King and the Great Hero. That's the that's the new one. It's coming out in North America and Europe on June, or excuse me, on early 2022. It uh, came out in Japan in June of this year. So Cruel King and the Great Hero. Go check out some media for that. Uh, more immediately, you can look forward to XCOM 2 on Android. It's out now. We've got uh, a demo version of the tactical RPG Reverie Knights Tactics from 1C Entertainment and 40 Giants. You can download that on Steam right now. It's like the it's the prologue chapter. Cthulhu Saves Christmas came out on PS5. Oh boy. That's out now. Hey, another thing to play. Because <laughs> you couldn't play it already somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> it's you, really you were waiting on that. Yeah, you really need that, that PS5, PS5 power. version to get the graphics up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah those lo- load times. Load times. <laughs> <laughs> Yokai Watch One has been released on mobile in Japan. Ender Lilies: Quietus of the Nights comes out for PS4. High Risers coming out on Steam or out on Steam. Um, Chris Tales for Nintendo Switch, PS4, Windows, Xbox One, GST. I don't know what that is. PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. GST. GST. It's on our databases as, as a platform. Google Stadia. Google Stadia. Oh! There we go. <laughs> wow. Chris Tales coming out this week. Death's Door coming out this week. That's the one where you're a crow and it's a roguelike and you have to go deal like getting souls um, back as you're, you're a Grim Reaper crow. I actually want to play this. Uh, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Pokemon Unite coming out for the Switch. It's a MOBA. Everyone wants to play your MOBA on the Switch. Sure, game, right? but you do get a rare Pokemon if you sign up, I think. Right. That, like that's what gets you the... in. That's what gets you yeah. in. <laughs> hey, I will sign up if it gives me a rare Pokemon for my main game. It doesn't mean I have to play it. <laughs> well, they, they got you. That's how they get yep. you. All right. Akiba's Trip. I don't know. This, this didn't seem to have much attention on our site this week, but it's an RPG. Hellbound and Debriefed. Yes, Akiba's Strip, Hellbound, and Debriefed. The pun is intended. PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One this week. Uh, I thought also... Anna played those games. Um, Anna played one of them, at least. I don't know if she's going to play this, this one. This is just a remake of the first one. Oh, is it? Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why no one cares. Got it. Yeah. That's a re- Yeah, because that game needed a remaster. Yeah. <sighs> it's an HD remake. Master, because the first one was on Vita, or maybe it was even yeah, PSP. Yeah, I think it was Vita. Yeah. So, so in, instead of being seven or five forty p, ooh, now it's seven twenty. It's HD, baby. All right. So, um, Rogue Wizards also came out on the Switch. If you're interested in Rogue Wizards? That's out now as well. Woo! That's all I got. No early access announcements for this week, but I we do have some editorial content to talk about. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, JRP oh, you're waiting. Yeah, I was oh, waiting you're for waiting one on... of you to say it, but that's okay. Oh. JRP July, <laughs> the week one roundup is up. 
Yep, it's, you can you can read three, about what so everyone's can playing. Read about week one, so well, that up. Oh, it did. Well, there was the holiday weekend the first uh-huh. week. Yeah. Kind of a, weird nobody time. could have predicted a holiday weekend the first weekend in July, Josh. Oh, well, I was on vacation, so there were less people around. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Thanks for doing it. Space Punks has a preview, and King's Bounty 2 has an impression. I want to know who's playing King's Bounty 2. Anybody? Uh, Not I. Uh, sorry. That's an Anna game. Sorry. We'll hear about it from her, I think. Um, what do we got? Uh, what are you going to play this week? That's that's all that's left. What are you going to play this week, Kelly? Um, more either more near or more Ratchet and Clank, depending on which one doesn't make me puke. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? Josh, make me puke or yeah, play both. Let's okay. spread, the, spread the love. You got a you got spread a next the, generation vomit. Spread the hork. Yep, spread the hork. Just like the cats do. Oh, let's move and... on to a new topic. Josh, what are you playing? I, I'm going to finish Final Fantasy VII, darn it. Yeah, you're a liar. Yeah, well, <laughs> be the first time. <laughs> I'm the biggest liar of all. I'll be playing Disguise 6 Auto Battling and PC Building Simulator. I should play Death's Door. I've got Game Pass. I'm interested in it. We'll see if I get to it. And that's all I got for you for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Find us in your favorite podcast home whatever that may be. We're pretty much listed on all of them, or at least all the big ones. Um, and of course, you have an RSS feed you can just put anywhere. Um, a while back, I thought we were going to have to get off a feed burner and that you'd all have to change your feeds and it could be potentially messy. But turns out, uh, apparently, they're keeping that going indefinitely. Um, so uh, we won't be changing that. So I'm happy for you to just take that feeds.feedburner.com slash RPGcast and put it in whatever podcatcher you prefer. Yeah. Who's heard the term podcatcher before? I have. I've been podcasting for too long. <sighs> I'm amazed that they solved all that. Was it, it wasn't Google? solved. It was just people took the announcement and, and ran with presumptions. And Google then put out a statement in April like, so here's the current plan. And if I read that, I'm like, oh, I don't really need to be panicky yet. Um, they could still close okay. it down later, but for right now, it's fine. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Thank you, Kelly Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Josh Carpenter. Sure thing. Thank you, dear listener, and thank you, Eclipse, for being on camera and sleeping. Um, oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you're interested in is for the Steam Deck and the Show of the Red, and we'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.